Welcome to the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski. I'm an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hey, hey, hey! Before we dive into today's podcast episode, I wanted to let you know that I wrote a book! Yes, a real-life actual book that will be available in stores and online on March 23rd, 2021. It's called The Gift of Self-Love, and it's a workbook that will help you build confidence, recognize your worth, and learn to finally love yourself. You can pre-order the book now by going to maryscupoftea.com slash book, and it'll be delivered to you on March 23rd, which is the official publication date. So depending on where you order from, it should arrive somewhere around that time. I have been working on this book for over a year, compiling everything that I've learned and everything I teach at my retreats and putting it into this heartfelt, relatable, and actionable workbook for you. The cool thing is that this book is a combination of not only me sharing my journey, but also it's a workbook that you can actually write in. So there are quizzes, journal prompts, self-reflection exercises, self-love challenges, all of which will help you with body image, confidence, self-worth, and self-love. So if you haven't gotten it yet, go pre-order it now by going to maryscupoftea.com slash book. And by pre-ordering, you'll also get free access to my next online retreat. So this is my way of saying thank you so much for your early support on this book. And I can't wait to see you, hang out with you, and do a workshop together at my next online retreat. So you can find all the pre-order links to order the book and all the information for the online retreat at maryscupoftea.com slash book. I'm certain that the tools that I share in this book will change your life as much as they've changed mine. So again, maryscupoftea.com slash book. Go pre-order it today and give yourself the gift of self-love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mary's Cup of Tea, the podcast. Today, I am here with the one, the only, Melissa Griffin, who is also my business coach, which is why I am so extra excited for this conversation, because you will get to hear about the behind the scenes of the mindset and business work that I do to build Mary's Cup of Tea. So for those of you who don't know Melissa Griffin, she is a former school teacher turned entrepreneur who believes that the best way to grow a coaching, a thriving coaching business is to heal the leader behind the scenes. She coaches entrepreneurs back to their inner truth so that they can create abundance without self-abandonment. Together, we'll reprogram the limiting beliefs and patterns that are keeping you stuck so that you can create unapologetic success and abundance in your life. Melissa, welcome. Thank you so much, Mary. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Me too. Um, So as I mentioned, you are currently my coach and I have been in your mastermind for the past six months, which has been so incredible. And I can't wait to talk more about that. And we'll get to that. But for anybody who is interested, like right off the bat, I want to snoop. I want to see it. (laughs) Her um, mastermind website is alignedabundancemastermind.com. So I'll, I'll drop that in the show notes for our listeners. But Melissa... Tell us how you went from being a school teacher, and I believe you lived in Tokyo as well, and now being like a very thriving, successful business owner, like bathing in money and creating the impact (laughs) that is so admirable. It's, you know, not just the income, but the impact. Like what happened in between? Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of your listeners and probably you can relate to this too, where I was always like a creator in my life. I loved 
creating organizations in school or like creating, you know, like a bake sale or something like that. I just liked doing things and building things. And so when I was a teacher, and you're right, I was in Tokyo uh, teaching English as a second language. And when I was there, I started to get this inkling that there was something else out there for me. And at the time, I had just started this website and the blog and was building this digital community. And it sort of began to dawn on me as I noticed other people in the digital space that I could actually earn a living from being creative and connecting with people, which are like two of my biggest values. And so it kind of just started this little experiment. It really even wasn't meant to be a business at first of just putting myself out there and following the impulses of what felt good. It's kind of always been my life motto of like, what feels good? in this moment? And what's the next step and the next step rather than having the whole plan laid out for me. And so I started my first business, which was a graphic design studio. And that was about eight years ago. And that just kind of, I just kind of followed the breadcrumbs from there into teaching and courses, and then eventually mastermind programs, personal development, coaching, that type of thing. So that's the very brief synopsis of the last almost decade, but that was where it all started from. Did you, um, like when you were first starting out, it seems like you had like a very natural progression, but did at any point you feel like, I think what I struggled with was like the imposter, like who am I to be doing this? Like, you know, I was good at social media. So I'm like, okay, like I can do social media, like you don't need qualifications for that. But then when I entered like the coaching space, and then the like charging for my services, and like, not just like even coaching, but like anything. Um, that's where I was like, Oh, my God. <laughs> scary. Yeah, deer in headlights. Yeah. 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 I think that whenever you're going to your next level and whatever your next level for you looks like, whether that is raising your prices or starting your first business or launching a podcast, you'll always come against some mindset blocks or limiting beliefs or imposter syndrome about why it feels like you can't do that. And I certainly have felt that way every time I've gotten into a new thing or tried to grow as a person and as a business along the way. I've pivoted a lot in my business too from different topics and different business models. And so every time I did that, there was always the doubt in the back of my mind too of like, will this work? Um, Is everything that I built going to crumble if I make any change? Kind of like Jenga, like if you pull the wrong piece, it's all going to fall over. Mm. And yeah, I think it just... it. It goes down over time. The more that you get used to taking scary leaps and just mm-hmm. knowing and seeing that it always ends up working out in some way, that has helped a lot. But you kind of just have to take that first step. I totally see that because I think I definitely like catastrophized every move at the beginning. Yeah. And now like I've kind of moved the needle over to where I'm like, one social media post is not going to make a difference. (laughs) You will be okay. Like people care, but not that much. (laughs) Yeah. And when you do that, when you share something that maybe is vulnerable or is kind of pushing the edges on your next level, what do you find that you learn in that process? Mm, I think like I I heard a quote that it's a little bit harsh, but kind of true. And I think like, a good mindset to embody that was like, at 20, you're worried about what other people think about you. At 30, you um, don't really care about what other people think about you. 
And then at the end of your life, you realize that nobody was really even thinking about you. Mm. And so I think that every time I, yeah, every time I make the move and I, and I share it, I always learn something, even if that something is just totally different from the topic at hand, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it's kind of like one comment could fester inside of your mind all day. But for the person who left that comment, they probably left it and then they stopped thinking about it altogether. So it's like, do we want to let it keep festering or just release it? Yeah. So what was your avenue? Like when you were starting out, you were, you blogged, was that like OG, like WordPress blog? And how did, how did you get people to read it? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So my first foray into the online world was a blog and it's so interesting talking about it now because it was kind of a different world. Instagram was like not really a thing. There weren't live streams or anything like that. So a lot of people were were uh, very interested in blogging and reading blogs. There was this like community about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but blogging wasn't really my my business. It was kind of the thing that led to my business. And I'll talk about that in a second too, of just how to use your content to build a business. But my real business initially was a web design studio where I was designing websites for people. So um, that was like how I made money. But the blog was how I built the sense of community mm-hmm. and then also got clients to sign up and pay for my web design services. Okay, that makes sense. Not like, you know, a lot of fashion and lifestyle blogs, especially they make like money through the blog and sponsorships and ad revenue, but you more so similar to me, I think like you use the content to then invite people to work with you, um, like in your courses. Yeah. And what I've found over time too, is that obviously you can make great money from working with brands and using ads and things like that. But I think where the real abundance to be had is, and also the freedom of being able to really work for yourself, is using your content to drive people to something that you own and you're selling. Whether it's, I know you have retreats, your book, you could have courses, coaching programs, obviously anything, physical products that you want to sell. But doing it that way just gives you a lot more control and freedom in the way that you're running your business versus almost having like a bunch of bosses if you are relying on that affiliate or ad revenue. Yeah, I think I really want our listeners to like take that away from this conversation because I'm sure if they follow me, they follow some other influencers and it's like, oh my gosh, well, they got this deal and that deal and whatever. But I'm sorry, the behind the scenes, you're like slaving away. Like email, it's just emails. It's a lot of emails, too many emails. And the sustainability and longevity and even just the passion and joy for me really does come from like my own stuff whether it's courses or retreats or yeah the book like that's where just all the like you said abundance in many different ways lies right yeah and then the beauty is that you're in control of your fate and your growth too because if you really wanted to scale your business then you could find strategies to do that to sell more of your products versus like needing to build your audience and then finding more more brand sponsorships and things like that, which I feel like there's kind of a ceiling as to how much you can reasonably do. Yeah, yeah. Something that I had that I had to keep reminding myself early on is like, 
somebody asked me, do you want to be popular or do you want to be profitable? And if you want to be profitable, then you're going to have to build a business that's sustainable, that's long-term, that's, you know, it's a totally different mindset than this like attention economy that we see a lot of like Instagrammers, especially living in. Yeah, that's interesting. I like the term attention economy. Yeah. And no knock to people who earn a living by influencing and using brand sponsorships and all that. I certainly did that back in the day too. I think there's just other routes that could be easier, more fun, more profitable, and just give you more of the freedom and control too. Yeah. So speaking of abundance, you have a really cool quiz on your website called the Money Magnetism Archetype, I believe, um, where you talk about like money mindset. Tell us what money mindset is, like why you created this quiz, what it opens up for people, because that's that's what I took before I joined your program. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So you and your listeners probably have some idea that our money mindset influences the way that we show up in the world. I actually think that the way that we think about abundance and money influences virtually every decision we make, even the ones that have nothing to do seemingly with money. So there's different mindsets that we all have been brought up with around money and abundance, usually from our parents, our families, the communities we grew up in, and even the society that we grew up in too. And so if you take a a second and even just think about your family and your parents, what were some of the things that you observed them say about money? What were some of the decisions you saw them make around money? Maybe it was things like you have to work really hard in order to make more money. And so that now as an adult, that might show up in you as always overwhelming yourself, thinking you have to say yes to every opportunity, uh, and just putting yourself to this point of almost burnout, thinking that in order to deserve more abundance, you need to work really hard for it, that it can't be easy or simple. Or maybe you would watch your mom at the grocery store or something, and you wanted to get a certain name brand product, and she said, no, let's get this one that is cheaper and it's like an off-brand. Even though you knew that both of you and her really liked the name brand thing more, tasted better, whatever, and you technically could have afforded it, but you always got the off-brand thing. And so then as an adult, that could show up as, you know, when you're making investments in your business, always going for the cheaper thing, whether it's the cheaper course, even though you know there's another one that probably could get you better results because you resonate with the teacher more. Or maybe uh, there's someone you wanted to hire for your team in your business, but you always go for the cheaper person versus the person who you really vibed with and who has a lot of the skills you need. I mean, those are just two small examples, but there's so many to think about in terms of what are the stories I grew up with around money, abundance, um, and living abundantly. And then how can I now see those stories playing out in my life and in my business So the first step is always awareness of just noticing where they're playing out so that you can start to make some aligned shifts if those stories no longer resonate with the way you want to live your life. Mm. It's like never ending for me (laughs) just because it's like it's generational. It's ancestral for a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you think about the stories that your parents had And those stories that they have were probably passed down from their parents and their parents and their parents. So 
I think part of the beauty of this too, of mindset work, and especially as it relates to abundance, is that we get to be the cycle breakers. If we really truly decide to become aware to the stories and patterns we're carrying, we can actually do the work to heal and to reprogram those beliefs so that moving forward, we can actually break that cycle for essentially our entire lineage that it's been running for, which could be centuries long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, abundance is a mindset. The connection that I always draw with my students is that like we talk about food abundance a lot, but it's the same exact thing. Like food scarcity is a thing. Like diet culture creates this food scarcity, like it's never enough and I have to diet. And then when I do have it, I have to binge on it because I'll never have it tomorrow when the diet starts, right? But it's the money thing is the same exact way. It almost functions in the same way. And I think that a lot of people call it like, well, with the food thing, it's like addiction. But the, the interesting thing about specifically food and money is that we need both for the most part to survive. And so it's like unavoidable. So it is like a constant work of of needing to like repair that and heal that, those stories, like you say. Yeah, I love that connection that you made. And it reminds me too that, you know, when I see somebody's beliefs around money, I tend to see that they have the same beliefs about themselves, like taking the, I have to work hard to earn more money. Usually that person will also have the belief that they have to work hard in order to be valuable, Mm -hmm. to be worthy, that they're not just worthy as they are. And so really all of this, our beliefs around food and money, I think are coming from a really similar story that we have about ourselves as a whole. And so when you can start to pinpoint those stories, you can really start to heal the whole thing all at once. It's like things just fall into place. What was a big story that you healed or are healing when it comes to money? You know, I keep talking about it, but it's because it is a big part of my story is the working hard. In my family, it was almost like a like a badge of honor if you could show that you were drained all the time. Like you'd get on a call, catch up call with a family member and it would be like, yeah, I've just been working really hard, super busy, you know? Um, And I subscribed to that for quite a while too in my life of trying to prove how hard I was working because it felt like I was getting value from that. It would always be like, good job, you know, keep going, you're doing good. Um, And then I started to just notice that dynamic and notice the way I was showing up in my life because of that dynamic. So a little backstory on me too is that I was always kind of like the high achiever archetype of I always wanted to be the the leader of a club at school or like the founder of something. And that was okay. But a lot of it came from wanting to prove myself and use achievement as a way to gain acceptance. But in 2018, I ended up just adding so much to my plate that I got really burnt out physically. I had adrenal fatigue and thyroid issues, and my cortisol was like four times the normal limit. So I had to take a sabbatical from my business to actually just heal. And all of that really stemmed from that belief that if I had done the work to heal it and really gain awareness around it then... I could have saved myself a lot of time by not having to go through that experience. But obviously, it's all learning. But yeah, that's been a big one for me of just 
am I valuable when I'm doing nothing? Can I let this be easy instead of making it hard? Where am I making my life complicated when it could just be simple? Okay, we need to repeat that so we can write them down. (laughs) The first one was, where am I making things hard? Where can they be easy? And then you said one about, yeah, where am I making things more complicated? And what was the, ah, okay, I'll just rewind and listen to the recording. (laughs) Do you remember? I don't. I don't. I was just riffing. But yeah, any um, anything around how am I just making my life harder than it needs to be? Mm, yeah, you were in flow and you spilled some gold. <laughs> and good that it's a podcast so we can re-listen. Um, yeah, that is just so true. I really, really admired you. And I think I found you when you were on your sabbatical. But I think there's something so beautiful about somebody who, like you said, is just not subscribing to a certain thing. Like for a lot of people in my community, it's like, okay, we're trying not to subscribe to diet culture. And for me, more recently, you mentioned, you're like, I like the attention economy. Well, I'm reading a book called How to Do Nothing. And the subtitle is Resisting the Attention Economy by Jenny O'Dell. And I, I even posted like a whole IGTV video, which I've never done for a book because it's been that profound for me. Yeah, it's so good. Highly recommend. It's dense. It'll take a minute, but it's really great. Maybe I'll um, start with your IGTV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, just just basically how... Qu- quick story. I, if I don't tell it, then my brain get, turns into mush. For my, my book launch, I was looking for... I am looking for a publicist. And my book manager sent me over a referral through her community. And um, she linked her website in the email. I click on the website And granted, this is when I just invested boatloads of money on a new website. I was really inspired by your website. It's gorgeous. And I'm like, I need a beautiful one too. (laughs) So um, I click on this woman's website. First of all, her website is just her name, first name, her first name, dot com, dot co, I think. You can't even scroll on this website. Like, it's just a white page with her name. And like, I think a picture of her. And then there's three tabs. There's like, home about and contact and on the about page again you can't even scroll and i'm like i'm working with this person because they're legit and the reason why i felt that calling is because there's something so special about somebody who doesn't subscribe to the hustle and prove myself and make everything look pretty and this is just who i am and this is how you can email me and not saying that we need to do that in all areas of our life and i'm still creating a beautiful website and I'm really happy about it. But that's what I really, my long about way of saying that that's what I really see in you and why I really wanted to be in your program in particular is because you are the only person in the business coaching world that from what I see doesn't subscribe to hustle, grind, work hard, run ads, marketing, like, you know, (laughs) the, the grind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. And first of all, I think that's beautiful that that was your interpretation and perception of their website because somebody could visit that same website and think, where is everything else? Like, why isn't there more fancy stuff on here? Yeah. Perception is projection. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I love that you gained that of like, wow, I love that this person is valuing ease and not trying to prove themselves. That's beautiful on you. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the coaching in the business world is starting to wake up to the fact that grinding and hustling and overwhelming ourselves with a million projects that we're half interested in 
isn't sustainable and also isn't fun. And I, I'm saying all of that from the perspective too of like, that is exactly how I ran my business for years. And, you know, I hit certain benchmarks that were perhaps external markers of success financially or my community size or things like that. But I was so miserable and not even miserable in like the way where we'd meet up for coffee and you'd think I was miserable, but miserable in the way where I just felt kind of empty inside. Like nothing really seemed to land. It always felt like, what's next? Yeah, what's next? Exactly. The finish line always moved. And when the finish line always moves, it doesn't create this feeling of fulfillment and like, yes, this is what I'm meant to be doing. And so that sabbatical that we talked about was really where I started to get real with myself on like, what does aligned abundance look like? Not just like, let's make more and more money for the sake of it, but actually, what does it look like to create money and abundance and the kind of lifestyle I want to live from the perspective of what feels good to me, not what looks good to other people? And it shifted everything. And, you know, I'm sure some people listening to this right now will be thinking, well, now are you like broke and, you know, uh, now that you're operating from ease and flow and, you know, is your business not succeeding? And it's actually the opposite. It's thriving and I'm thriving. And I think that's also just one of the most important things too. It's the same results, but a different come from, a different place of being that creates them. Mm. Two questions. Um, one, what did you do on your sabbatical? And two, because I'll forget if I don't say it, do you have like a question that you ask yourself when you're trying to figure out if something feels aligned to you? Is it as simple as like, does this feel aligned to me? Or is there a particular way that you phrase it as more of a thought provoking? I love your questions. Yeah, you have wonderful questions. Um, I'll answer that one first. So one of my good friends, Susie, she proposed this question to me a while back that I think can be one of the questions you ask yourself when you're you're thinking what's aligned. And it's which decision feels like relief. So if you imagine doing the big launch in the big the big way with all of the bells and whistles that might stress you out or doing the launch in the way that maybe feels a little bit more simple but feels exciting and fun to you like which one feels like relief? And it could be the big launch with all the bells and whistles, but only you'll know the answer to that. So that's the first one of what feels like relief to me in this situation. And then another one is trying to get out of your head. The pros and cons list is is not going to bring you to alignment. Uh, we operate so much from this very logical place in our businesses and the logical place often leads us to the overwhelm and the hustle and grind because logically you could work 12 hours a day and do tons of you know launches and all the things and grow your business sure but we need to get back into our bodies and back into the wisdom that lives inside of your body so i like to do that by using some kind of self connection practice so for me that's often dancing it could be meditation or breath work. EFT is great as well. Anything that really just lands you back into your body, which is where your intuition lives. It doesn't live in your head. That's your logic, your ego. So doing some kind of practice as consistently as you can, and then starting to sit with those questions of like, which path is right for me? 
should I say yes to this thing or not? And you'll get better and better at knowing the answer that feels aligned for you because it'll be different for you than anyone else. Yeah. That's what I love about your friend Susie's question. It's like, which decision feels like relief? We all know the feeling of making a decision. It doesn't have to be like the most perfect ideal decision, but just making the decision. And then you're like, <sighs> like now I feel better. 100%. You feel that in your body for sure. In regards to the self-connection practice, I just want to add a little note. EFT is emotional freedom tapping. Emotional freedom technique, but it's also called tapping. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted, in case our listeners want to explore that, that's what EFT stands for. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you. And then for the sabbatical, um, I think you asked, what did I learn on the sabbatical or what did I do? What did you do? Yeah. Yeah. So it was really interesting because I took this six month sabbatical from my business and and at that point was starting to earn multi-millions. Um, I had a team of people. So it, was, it felt like a big thing for me to leave. And it was also a big thing for my ego um, because I, you know, coming from this place of like, my value is derived from how much I'm doing. Suddenly not doing anything in my business was like, who even am I? So I think of it as one of the most potent healing times in my entire life. But because I was really physically exhausted, it took a couple months for me to really bounce back from that. So the first couple of months of the six-month sabbatical, I was like watching Netflix, doing nothing. And I remember at first, I had a partner at the time. And every time he would walk in the room when I was like doing nothing, and my ego wanted to kick in and be like, oh my God, you need to prove that you're valuable. Uh, he would walk in and I would say, I'm going to get to something in just a second. I'm going to like do some work or like work on a blog post for fun, quote unquote. I do that shit too. <laughs> yeah, right? It's so like the guilt. You're like, uh, I was just on my way out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you can't just like pause for a second and watch TV. And I remember this one moment after I had done that a bunch of times when he said, it's okay. You, you look so cute just sitting there. And it really like hit my heart to think I could be cute just sitting here. <laughs> Oh, I got goosebumps. Yeah, I know. I feel even teary thinking about that moment now because it was like one of those paradigm shifting moments of like mm -hmm. someone thinks that someone who knows me so well and cares about me can think I'm valuable for doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of when things started to shift. And so the latter part of my sabbatical, I, I just kind of followed what we've been talking about of allowing my impulses to guide me to what feels like the right next step. And so I did a lot of kind of creative, holistic things. I did a lot of healing too with coaches and spiritual healers, but I also like got involved in gardening, adopted some rescue tortoises, started cooking these elaborate recipes, uh, a lot of things to just like bring me back to my sense of self without having to do anything for the sake of other people's approval. So just like fun stuff. Just casually adopted some rescue tortoises. <laughs> yes. That is a life goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could I hook you up with a tortoise rescue in case you're ever interested. Uh, yes. I watch uh, <laughs> it's a Tutu the tortoise on TikTok. Anyway, I'm, <laughs> no way. It's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have um, TikTok yet, but I'm like trying to avoid it because I know I'm just going to get sucked in. But Tutu the tortoise is certainly convincing. 
Yeah, no, any, anytime I talk to somebody about TikTok, they're like hooked and they come back in a month and they're like, I'm obsessed with TikTok because I feel like it makes my mental health better. But I know that's not the case for everyone, but I won't get into that right now. Um, we can talk about that later. I think that in one sentence, TikTok has this amazing way of, and I think it has to do with the generation, they romanticize the most ordinary moments. And so instead of like how on Instagram, we see like these highlights and TikTok has a way of like embracing the actual reality as shitty as it may be. But then they add a little filter, add some text, make it funny. And suddenly the ordinary moments of your life are extraordinary. It's the most beautiful thing to me. And I could cry talking about how much TikTok has changed my life. And I know that is a very unpopular opinion amongst millennials. (laughs) I love that perspective. I've never heard it described in quite that way, but that is beautiful. You're like making me think that I kind of want to download it now. Yeah. If you don't like it, then scratch that and not liable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's just, just what I've seen uh, just comparatively speaking. But I, what did I want to ask you? It felt important. My grandma says that if you forget, then it wasn't important to begin with. Oh, (laughs) my friend Zoe and I have been pretty fascinated by how the most ordinary in passing thing that at some point somebody usually it's a random person you're dating or just ran into or somebody not even that particularly significant in the grand scheme of things says like a thing like three four you look so cute sitting there and it just you just carry it with you for the rest of your life and I have so many moments like that and my obsession is like asking other people to tell me about their moments like that so this just brought me a lot of joy I love that. Yeah, I think of those people as like, uh, like planted in our path for a very specific reason. And perhaps just as meaningful as somebody we've had a friendship or relationship with for decades. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, for sure. Little micro angels (laughs) at different points in our life. Yeah. Before I get into like, some of the um, I guess, more logistical question about business. I wanted to talk about something that came up for me that's also a very big acknowledgement and testament towards the work that you do. And again, the reason why I joined your mastermind to begin with, and I think you've known this since I slid in the DMs from day one, but it's going to be very roundabout because, again, nuanced, but I'm going to try to make it short. What I love about you is that even though you talk about, oh, maybe you should do a little bit more nothing and take some time to rest and only do things that are in alignment. You also have a really profound way of just bringing together the mindset aspect of like, you can create anything you want in your life, as long as it feels good to you. And I empower you to do that. And the social justice aspect, which is not everybody has the privilege to do so necessarily. And the reason why I signed up for your mastermind is because you had a very eloquent way of handling and being kind of a leader in the space, but also stepping back and learning as a white woman of like what everything that's going on. And so roundabout way of me asking, like, what would you advise to somebody who loves the message and considers themselves really spiritual and Alignment is their favorite word to use in the dictionary and in an email and, you know, um, but at the same time are maybe in some sort of like a circumstance that they just 
don't feel like that could be possible for them. Where's the line? How does that intersect? How are you so good at just like validating every experience and being so empowering at the same time? Like, tell me the wizardry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what a a beautiful question. So I want to first acknowledge that it is important to know that we aren't all starting at the same place. We do all come into this world with different privileges. I mean, not all of us, obviously, but a lot of people come into the world with different privileges or lack of privilege. So I recognize that, that everyone's starting at their own position in life and has their own hurdles to jump through. I don't necessarily believe in the like manifestation that you can just manifest anything you want tomorrow because you've adopted a really positive mindset. I think we do need to consider the fact that people are starting in different places. Um, and we can. there's a whole host of reasons why that is that we can talk about if we want to. But I think the first step is really to acknowledge that it's possible and why is it possible. So start looking for evidence around your life and around the world of why this is possible. So maybe it feels like it's impossible right now to achieve some goal that you have because you don't know a lot of people in your life who have done that particular goal. Okay, so start looking around the rest of the world to see people who come from your circumstances or who you resonate with who have accomplished that same goal too and start to like really dig deep into their message, into their story and create this like pocket of possibility inside of your mind. And the more that you can do this, especially if you do it on a consistent like daily basis, the more that you're going to shift something in your mind on a subconscious level that will allow you to start seeing the possibility in your life everywhere else you look. Because if we're looking at something we want to create or achieve from a place of essentially scarcity of thinking, this is just not possible for me, I don't have the money for this, or I don't have the time, or you know, XYZ reason, then we're going to find evidence for why that's true in our lives. But if we start putting on the possibility hat and noticing other examples in our lives or in the world of why something is possible, or even shifting those scarcity beliefs that come up saying, I don't have the time. Well, do you have five minutes a day? Do you have, you know, do you have $5 that you could spend? Because that's something, right? It's not nothing. So looking for those things that are going to shift your perspective and help you get to where you want to go, even if it takes a little bit longer. Everyone's on their own path. So who's to say if creating that goal in you know five days or five months is right or wrong? I think it's all part of our journey. So yeah, the possibility aspect is huge. For sure. Such a more like wise and empathetic and worldly way, I think, of approaching just creating the life of your dreams and it's like yes you can manifest it and it might take longer for some than for others but there is possibility for everyone on some level yeah I really do believe that and something else that I'll add to that too is you know a lot of us have resistance to receiving support from other people we can often have this story of like I want to do it myself or I don't trust other people or I don't want to have to ask people for help, but is this vision that you have for your life and your business important enough to you that you could ask somebody for support, whether it's someone in your family or friend circle 
or even somebody that you want to just send a DM to on Instagram, you know, like, can you ask for help? And having that kind of community behind you is going to shift everything. Mm, Yeah. One of my mentors just told me, make unreasonable requests. I like that too, because I was thinking like my book deal, very unreasonable request. (laughs) And it just... That you pitched to them? Yeah. Just sent an email at 10.59 p.m. on a Friday. And a year and a half later, we're here now. (laughs) Yeah, you like never know, right? You never know. Yeah. You've got to just bet on yourself. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. Tell us about the Aligned Abundance Mastermind. I'm a part of it right now. So I feel like I've said quite a bit about it, but I I want them to hear it coming from you. What is it? What is it about? Who's it for? Yeah. So, you know, there are a lot of business masterminds out there. I've been part of several myself. And I will say I've had a wonderful experience in all of them. But one thing that I noticed that uh, I just haven't seen in a business mastermind before, a mastermind designed to help you grow your revenue, your community, all of those things that impact your business. I hadn't seen one that in addition to covering business strategy, also covered the inner work that you need to heal any of those stories, whether it is around scarcity thinking or receiving support or you know any limiting belief, fear, resistance that you might have in your life. There wasn't anything like that that existed. And I, I still don't know that there is. And I noticed for myself that doing that inner work, especially starting probably a bit before when I burnt out and had my sabbatical, but definitely <laughs> progressed then. But I just noticed how doing this inner work not only impacted myself and how I approached each day and who, who I showed up as inside my life, but it also affected my business. It allowed me to make decisions from a place of alignment instead of self-abandonment. It helped me to grow my revenue in a way that felt like so deliciously amazing instead of feeling like I was just, you know, hustling for money that didn't actually matter to me. It just, in all the ways, it helped my business grow and helped me grow at the same time. And so I saw how this fusion of the inner work plus the business strategy plus being part of a sacred community of other people who are working on the same things, just could propel somebody's growth in such a transformational way. And so that's why the Aligned Abundance Mastermind incorporates all those three things. I think of it as a holistic approach to growing your business. Kind of like, you know, you could go to see somebody and they for a health issue and they could just give you a prescription and say, here you go. Or you could go some, to somebody who's like, let's get to the root of your problem so that you don't ever have to experience it again. And that's kind of the approach that we take inside of the mastermind to really create sustainable success for people um, and to do it while in this really deep sense of community with other conscious and amazing entrepreneurs. So in the mastermind, um, there are six monthly coaching calls that you get and they are on a range of more of the inner work topics, and then also the business topics. So we have a coach that coaches on operations and hiring a team, another one that talks about marketing and sales funnels, and then another one that talks about launching with ease. So kind of everything that you would need to grow your business. And then on the healing side, we've got um, embodying your visionary leadership, human design, which I love using for business. Do you use human design? I, I dabble. 
You dabble, okay. <laughs> um, and then a, a medley of healing modalities. So things that we talked about earlier, like breath work, um, tapping, all that kind of stuff. So it's this fusion mm-hmm. of let's grow your business in a strategic way and let's grow you as a human being so that you can feel really good while you do it. And then it also comes with two retreats, a Slack channel where we all hang out, as you know, <laughs> and chat, um, and then access to all of my business courses as well. Oh, that's so much. And it's gold. You're like the business naturopath apocalypse. <laughs> that's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the business naturopath. <laughs> New name. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. I'd be up in that Slack channel. The community aspect is just beyond everything. I mean, the reason why I do retreats is because of the community aspect, like has always been one of my core values. And I knew I wanted to be a part of a high level mastermind in particular, because different from, and like an online course or like a business course that you would take, like you're in there with hundreds of people, you don't really get to know anybody, you feel alone, and you feel behind. And even if there is a Facebook group, it's like that contributes to feeling behind. And I don't know about you, but the best thing that I did for my online course, my online retreat was switch from Facebook groups to Slack, because everything. Yeah, like, the best. I, I invested in Slack stock because I love it that much. Nice. <laughs> I might be invested in Slack too, now that I think about it. Yeah. 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 It's great. Yeah. It's just, it's been really connecting. And I just want to um, highlight from what I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but not everyone is like 100% solid on their business, like making a bajillion dollars and like, you know, scaling and running ads and that kind of thing. Like a lot of people are in there because they've, they know they want an online business or they've had one before and they're pivoting or it just it's like a side hustle that they want to scale like i feel like what i really like about it is that i i don't feel i don't have that feeling of like everybody is far ahead of me and like what am i doing here like everybody in some way is on the same path um regardless of how much money you're making in your business yeah yeah i love that we kind of attract people like that because we have a an income range essentially for the people who are part of the program, which is generally around 30,000 to 250,000 a year that you're making in your business. And I've found that people who are in that sort of range are generally tackling very similar problems in their business and also similar mindsets within themselves. So yeah, you'll find people who are running their business. I know, as you know, as more of a side hustle. And I know we just had somebody who you're good friends with in the mastermind who's like quitting their job and now going full time with their business. And then there's other people who've been running their business for years and are looking to scale, but everyone's kind of around the same place in terms of what they're looking to grow in. Yeah. So if if that sounds like something you're interested in, the website is alignedabundancemastermind.com. It has all the information and the application, correct? Yes, it does. Awesome. Um, Melissa, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I heard this question on the 10% Happier podcast. So actually, I I wanted to ask it because I love the way it's phrased. Is there anything that I didn't ask that you wish I did? Mm, Maybe. What does alignment mean? Mm. Mm. Okay, tell us. Okay. Yeah, so, and perhaps even aligned abundance, because that's the name of the mastermind. So I think of alignment as you living centered in your truth, whatever your truth in the world is, 
whatever way you choose to show up in the world. Because a lot of us are conditioned to show up in a way where we've kind of got these layers on top of us. It's kind of hiding the real you, the real me. And so alignment is doing the work to take off those layers that don't belong to us, take off the conditioning, the belief systems that don't belong to us, and really seeing who we are at that core so that we can bring that into the rest of our lives. And then thinking about the term aligned abundance, and then use that to create abundance and money in our lives and businesses that comes from that place of truth and alignment, rather than coming from that place of approval seeking, self-abandonment, wanting other people to like us. So yeah, yeah, I love that word, alignment. I really like it too. It's like the difference between, you know, maybe you're successful in some people's eyes, but it doesn't matter if you don't feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't matter if you feel like you're still hiding a part of who you are. Yeah. That's so good. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Love that question. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> Thank you. Um, aside from the mastermind, where can people connect with you on the cyberspace? Yeah. So you can connect with me at my website, which is melissagriffin.com. And then on Instagram is the best place too. So it's melissa underscore griffin over there. Awesome. Melissa with a Y. Yes, ma'am. Right. That's right. And I also have a podcast. Oh, your podcast isn't for me. I always forget to talk about the podcast. It's something I do all the time, but it just... I know. It's weird. Yeah. I think of like a link, like a website, Instagram and podcast. Like, isn't that? So uh, podcast is called Limitless Life. Limitless Life. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom, Melissa. It's been wonderful. And it's been wonderful to work with you the past six months. Thank you, Mary. I appreciate you. I wrote a book. Yes, a real life actual book that will be available in stores and online on March 23rd, 2021. It's called The Gift of Self-Love and it's a workbook that will help you build confidence, recognize your worth, and learn to finally love yourself. You can pre-order the book now by going to maryscupoftea.com slash book, and it'll be delivered to you on March 23rd, which is the official publication date. So depending on where you order from, it should arrive somewhere around that time. I have been working on this book for over a year, compiling everything that I've learned and everything I teach at my retreats and putting it into this heartfelt, relatable, and actionable workbook for you. The cool thing is that this book is a combination of not only me sharing my journey, but also it's a workbook that you can actually write in. So there are quizzes, journal prompts, self-reflection exercises, self-love challenges, all of which will help you with body image, confidence, self-worth, and self-love. So if you haven't gotten it yet, go pre-order it now by going to maryscupoftea.com slash book. And by pre-ordering, you'll also get free access to my next online retreat. So this is my way of saying thank you so much for your early support on this book. And I can't wait to see you, hang out with you, and do a workshop together at my next online retreat. So you can find all the pre-order links to order the book and all the information for the online retreat at maryscupoftea.com slash book. I'm certain that the tools that I share in this book will change your life as much as they've changed mine. So again, maryscupoftea.com slash book. Go pre-order it today and give yourself the gift of self-love.